one, two, three, scoot. And then I wouldn't scoot and it'd be, scoot. Scoot. And then they tap oh me. They'd be God. like, hey, scoot. I'm like, fucking what? Punch I'm me in the mouth and the jaw. Oh, my. It was so infuriating. Now let's get this party started. Watch your mouth. It's another edition of Watch Your Mouth. We're here in the studio on a Tuesday. As always, Twizzler and Joziel. Here we are. We're back on it on March 15th. Dude, time is just going pretty fast. Wait, you said on a... Is it Monday? Is true. Yeah, you're right. It's Monday. It's gonna be Tuesday. It's Monday. To when you're hearing it, it'll be Tuesday. But right Yo, now, yo, wait. Yeah, okay. So like, cause like at first you said it, you said it's Tuesday. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm gonna let this slide. I know it's Monday, but I'm gonna just let him say it's Tuesday. So like, and then you said the date. Yeah, I'm I said like, the date. So like, that, you usually, I feel like I usually say the date when we start the episode. Do I not? Maybe I don't think every time. I don't think every time, but like sometimes I do. But sometimes we often do. record on the not the day we post. I feel like I would like notice that if it was that's if, true. If it was like you would have been like, I definitely noticed it right now. Okay, I don't know because like you said it, and I was like, oh yeah, you're right. It's technically Monday, but tomorrow's Tuesday, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a little continuity error in our past episodes. Yeah, hey, I mean like, it's hey, just, you know it's what? Just, it's just us talking. We yeah. don't need continuity. What the hell? It's not yeah. fucking. Yeah. Supernatural. <laughs> the Matrix guys are going to be on our ass any second. But anyway, we're back in it in the studio. Yeah, it's just another day in March. It's still, like, it's kind of, you know, we had, last week we had a big stretch of real nice it weather. Was gorgeous it was out. Gorgeous. Over the weekend, it got a little bit cooler. And the sun was present. And, like, mm-hmm. right now, I feel the like it's... The sun kinda, is present. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of in the middle. The sun is still out. You know, it's like 40 degrees. It's like nah, not... See, that's the thing. I checked before, I mean, at least before I left for class. Yeah. It was like... It was like 30. Okay. And it said it felt like 20. Really? So I'm like, it's cold as fuck. Uh-huh. And I wore, I wore this sweatshirt and a jacket over it. Oh, so you and were like, And then I walk bundled. out, the sun is doing, is working overtime. Doing its job, yeah. And if, it's like, it's a beautiful day outside. Yeah. It, it may feel like 20, but the sun is, is bringing it up. Absolutely. Bringing well, it up heavy. I, it's funny because I do the same thing before I like, when I get out of the shower in the morning for my class, I check the temperature, especially exactly. this past week because it's been, you know, up and down. You don't know what to expect. Right. And this morning when I left, it was like high 20s. And I was like, okay, like I, I put on pants, put sweatshirt, coat. And then when I was going to the gym today, my car said it was 38. And so I was like, oh, okay, so we're like kind of a little bit in between. It's not quite what it was on Wednesday last week. It's not like 60, but it's definitely warmer than it was these past couple of days. So mm-hmm. bottom line is, you know, long story short, we're, we're being blessed with some pretty nice March weather here. Yeah, hopefully it's, it settles on a little warmer. Yeah, a little warmer climate. So I was in the bathroom today on campus. Okay. And, you know, automation, and when I say automation, you have the automatic um Paper towels. Yes. You got the automatic soap. The soap. The automatic toilet and the automatic urinals. Mm-hmm. All types of automation going on in the bathroom. I've always been aware of it. You know, I've been living under a rock. But like today, I don't know why it was just, it kind of bugged me a little bit. And I was very, very aware that there was machines all around me. Like I was, <laughs> hey, I'm going to be honest. I was sitting down. I was doing my business between classes and it was an automated toilet. And you know when I hate it when I'm still sitting there and the toilet flushes. There have don't even get me started. Cause it's like hang on, hang on a minute, don't don't get ahead of me now. I'm almost there. So don't rush me. And they'll be powerful too. So oh my feel god, it. dude, you feel it? It's it's insane. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't need traces of of your water up on me right now. I want to be fully clothed before you do that. Okay. It's happened. Don't rush me. Like three times in one sitting like okay i was really I'm overly sitting there, sensitive i'm sitting there a little while so like okay but sure still but still like hey who, who's to say you shouldn't sit there a while like why is this toilet Som- yeah sometimes you need a while this toilet is sending you a hint like okay get the fuck off me dude you've had your time somebody else's turn yeah it's not like i'm fucking like right doing hula hoops on it i'm, yeah. I'm pretty stable on there nothing is telling Nothing in my body is telling me to flood. No, telling it to flood, it's just but doing it's, it. It's just doing yeah, it. Yeah, so that happened, and then I get out of the stall, and I go over. The, the soap is automatic. And, you know, then there's that thing, and I got to, like, play with it. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes it's real reliable. I stick my hand right underneath, and the soap comes out great. There are times when I stick my hand, like, I got to fucking, I'm putting on, like, a David Copperfield magic act trying to get this <laughs> fucking thing and give me some soap. I feel like the soaps are better than the paper so, towels, though. Soaps are so yeah. Soaps are definitely better than paper towels. I would even go as far to say as a sink. 
So then, you know, oh, yeah. when yeah, I, yeah. I get my soap and then I got to do the sink and then it's like, oh, I got a, oh, I got a couple drops. Oh, a little bit. It's like you're playing like a little game with your little brother. Yeah, or something. I'm playing it's charades. Like, oh, here's the ball. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, no. Like, it's, oh. Like that, it's like that commercial with the fisherman with a dollar at the end of his pole. And he's yeah, like, yeah. I got you a dollar. Oh, you almost got it. You got to be faster than you gotta that. Be quicker than that. It's like this. This fucking faucet is laughing with the other faucets in the bathroom. Being like, look at this guy. He can't even get some water on yeah, his fucking hands. Fucking dummy. He's just standing there all soapy hands with nothing to do. You can't go back there yet. You got to wash that off. Yeah, you go put your hands in the toilet. I, oh, put your hands in the toilet. Yeah, it's like this faucet understands I need them right now to do something for me. And they're not and showing they're up. they're not going to do it. I can't go back with soapy hands. That's silly. No. So then you get the water. And then I think the worst is the paper towel dispenser. Yeah. Throwback to the days when I would go in, I do my thing in the bathroom, and I could pull down on the paper towel, and it would give me as much as I yeah, fucking want. Yeah, it would come flying out. And like I understand the whole point of, well, hey, some people go in and they use too much paper towels; it's and a it's waste. Bad. And you know, they kind of brought that in to kind of savor, make people not use as much, just take what they need. So I get the whole, you know, it's a green initiative sometimes for the environment and sometimes for money. Yeah, yeah. But I put my hand there to motion it, and it gives me a piece of paper towel that's like it's like four inches <laughs> wide i'm like what am i drying with that my hands are <laughs> dripping right now i need a little bit of, of dry towel to cl- to dry me off this is not gonna do the job no it's when a I'm, fucking strip i didn't just clean my nails and i'm wiping them down i gotta wipe th- i got big you know my hands are huge but yeah, they're we're like we're adults we're adults these hands they're surface adult area hands. on my fucking palms i give need me adult something. hand paper yeah give me a exactly you know if i was a four-year-old with tiny hands this is fine it might it get the might job suffice. done sure but i'm fucking i'm a 21 year old adult with wet hands you got to give me something that you got to throw me a bone yeah and so I'm there, and the thing gives me like a four, and I rip that out, and I kind of give it a look like, well, what's this going to do? <laughs> and then I do it again, and it gives me a little bit of a bigger one, but it's before. So, like, I rip it off, and then I got to wait because the light stays on. Oh, yeah. And then you got to wait and wait, and then the light turns off, and then and, you can mm-hmm. go. It's also kind of like I feel like the, the paper towels are screwing with me. It's like I rip it off, and it's like, I'm going to keep this light on for a minute. You just wait there looking like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Let me take okay. a picture. Let me take a picture. Yeah, okay. Now it's off. Now you can, you know, wave at me and try to get me to spit out paper towels. for. Okay, good job. There you go. Automation is great. I'm all for innovation and, and you know, making – because ultimately, when you think about it, you'd like to go, especially when you're in a public bathroom – a lot of people, myself included sometimes, if I'm not familiar with it, I want to touch as little as possible. Yeah, yeah, I fly When I'm in a public bathroom, I if I'm using, not the urinals, but if I'm using a toilet, which I don't usually do, but if I have to, I will, I'll flush the toilet with my foot. Yeah, yeah. I'll stick my foot up and I'll do it. I don't want to touch that. Because they're usually pretty low, too. They're usually pretty they're, low. They're, they're easy. It's funny, that. though, when I have, like, a backpack and it's, like, really heavy, I got to, like... And yeah, you got to build up. I got to. Yeah. If I'm wearing like pants, that's an uncomfortable for me to stick. If I'm wearing sweatpants or shorts, it really doesn't matter. But if I'm uh-huh. wearing like khakis or if I'm wearing like a nice, if I'm wearing like dress pants or like a suit or something, yeah. I got to, you know. That's gotta, an adventure. It's weird. You so come at it at right. an angle. You know, you, you don't want to touch the sink. You don't want to touch the thing. You're touching nothing. Maybe the door is left open. You literally walk in, do your business. You touch nothing. You get out. Nobody would know you were there. But comes to a point i'm not you know i feel like this is a, a 21st century problem but sometimes i want to i want to get my own towels sometimes i want to know for a fact that i'm going to get soap and i know that the water is going to stay on as long as i want yeah. i don't need a time limit for my cleanliness okay same thing i feel like we're on a time limit almost because yeah, you know you put your hands under the sink and it's on for like five seconds and then it stops you got to take your hands away. You put it back. That's that's corporate America saying, no, 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 no. You get five seconds. <laughs> and you get the hell out of here. Somebody else is going to come up and do their business. They get five seconds too. This is very equal. Separate but equal. It reminds me of that thing. And, you know, you see those TikToks all the time of, of it's like the, the, the dude or the girl goes up to the water fountain. And it's like me in kindergarten after recess, after like rushing for 200 yards and scoring four touchdowns. And he's like taking a drink of water. And then the the kid behind him is like, one, two, three, four, you don't need any more. And it's like, no, I'm fucking thirsty. I'm going to drink some more water. Did people ever do that to you? Oh, my God. And when I was in kindergarten and first grade, it wouldn't wouldn't be even that long. It would be one, two, three, scoot. (laughs) Scoot. And then they would say it with more authority. It was literally like I'm getting half a second. Like, they wouldn't even count, like, one Mississippi. It was one, two, three, scoot. That's it. 
It's it's it. It's like I was on a diet from water. Like I couldn't. I could only have one t- tablespoon of water after physical activity. Don't you dare have any more. God forbid. It was so obnoxious because yeah, hey, I get back from gym class or recess, and if it was nice, or if we were playing a sport I liked, we'd fucking play. I have a good time, and I need some water. I'm yeah. a human. Then I come back and I got this, you know, this this dude who didn't even play. Or, you know, this girl who was sitting on the sidelines the whole time, didn't do shit in gym class, who was just like, all right, you guys you had enough. <laughs> like, can you shut up? I'm trying to drink, okay? Just give me, like, f- I'm not asking for gallons upon gallons of water. I need a little bit to quench my thirst, and then I'll give you your time. Like, I'll tell the person behind you to shut up and not rush you. What's, what, are you, what, are you <laughs> ga- what are you gaining from rushing me other than, you know, a few extra seconds away from the water fountain? Yeah, yeah. So that never happened to you as a kid. No, I never really got rushed, but I, always, I definitely always felt rushed. You do? Yeah, that's yeah, true. There's like, okay. you know, we, we, would have, we would have the gym. Uh, we, everybody, would, everybody would go in. Mm-hmm. Everybody would, like, put some physical. Uh, do some activities. Yeah. yeah. Everybody would, would be parched. They need some liquid. You got to drink some water. So there'd be a line. Yeah. And like, I got a bunch of people behind me. I'm like, oh, I'm thirsty. Nobody's saying anything, but like, oh, they want, they're thirsty too. But yeah. I'm like, mm, kind of feel pressured. Gong, gong, gong. I'm like, oh, this water is so good. Yeah. Though. And then you're like, oh, fuck. They're probably thinking in their head, like, this fucking guy, he's got to get out of here. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, fine. I had enough. And as you walk away, you're like, oh, I want a little bit. Yeah. It's like, oh. How long is the line? Oh, it's too long. I don't want to get back in it. Yeah, yeah. But no, like in primary and elementary or primary school, I think mostly, I wanted to I wanted to get up and I just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> I'm like, be quiet, you're not my mother. Yeah, I'm drinking water. Oh, I, and you know, yo, I'd I'm, also like, you know, there's sometimes where I couldn't just keep going, but I wanted more. But I'm not gonna get up. You know, I'm not gonna get up for a break. So I <laughs> I would stop drinking there and I'd be like I'd be like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, All right, round I do, two. I do the go, same go, thing. Go, go. Because, yeah, if you get up and then you go back down, you look like a dick. Yeah, you look like a fucking dick. But guys. then you stop and you're just like. All right, let me get a breather. <laughs> and then you go again. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Because, <laughs> like, oh, man, social politics in, in grade school is the worst. I'm trying Right now, if I was to go to a drinking fountain, I don't give a fuck who's standing behind me. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally. getting my water. You go do your fucking thing. I'm getting water. You want water so bad? Go fucking buy yeah, it. Yeah. If someone's like, you're taking too long, I'd be like, <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> I'm not moving on I'm your busy, door. All right. It's not your watch. I'm drinking some water. And me personally, fucking water is all I drink. Water is so good. So, like, that's the thing for me. I think maybe there's a little bit more reinforcement because, again, like, if water's an option, I'm going to take most of it mm-hmm. because other people will be like, go get a soda, go get a coffee, go get something else to quench your thirst. Water is all I fucking have. Water is the best thing at quenching Wa- thirst. Yeah. Wa- Just like actually, literally. Yeah. Nothing gets the job done like water. So it's so weird. Yeah. One, two, three, scoot. And then I wouldn't scoot and it'd be scoot. Scoot. And then they tap oh me and they'd be God. like, hey, scoot. I'm like, fucking what? Punch I'm him in the drinking. mouth, in the jaw. Oh my, it was so infuriating I because I didn't know what to do because my teacher would be there. And it, it, oddly enough, I don't know if my teacher knew what went on, but if they did, they didn't stop it. Wow. I, you know, I feel like nowadays you preach kids, drink your water. Yeah, yeah. If you're thirsty, go get a drink. Don't be dehydrated, especially during COVID. Go drink fucking water. Don't drink soda and all this crap. If you're thirsty, go drink some water. So like, I don't know where that came from. There was some like 70 year old, teacher like 20 30 years ago who didn't believe in drinking water who was like all right children cats when you go to the drinking <laughs> fountain one two three scoot that's it that's all you get we're not greedy in this class we are going to take the bare minimum and move on if you're there for a minute the next person behind you is going to get on your ass okay <laughs> like did that fucking happen was my, was there like a, a mrs baker in like the 90s who was like my kids don't have more than three seconds of water after physical activity. <laughs> Unacceptable. Won't fucking happen. Not in my class. Alrighty. I ugh. I don't get how that came about. Doesn't make any sense. Nope, it doesn't. So kids out there, again, kids aren't listening to this fucking yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, there's no fucking kids. People, I hope. people who are listening who are going to be teachers in the future. Yeah. If you're listening, you know, friends of ours who are going to be teachers, Vinny, if you fucking, if your kids go outside for band one day. And they want some water. You tell them, hey, you t- you, you take as much water as you fucking want. Oh, okay? you know you know who's gonna give him the water. Yeah, it's like, hey, hey nobody touch this kid. He's getting water. He's hydrated. 
All right. Yeah. I want to get into it. So, you know, we're big sports people. Yes. Big time sports people. Drew Brees, who in my opinion is one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play football in, that, in the NFL. I agree. He retired uh, yesterday. He announced it on his Instagram. It was with a picture of his family. Um, Drew Brees is a great dude. Big family man. He's been with the New Orleans Saints for quite some time. Been in the league for 20 years. So, he's you know, he's had his tenure. He's been in the league for a little while. But he announced his retirement yesterday. Yes. And, you know, I think Drew Brees, I've always thought that he's a great quarterback. Whenever the New Orleans Saints would play, even when I was a kid, you know, I wasn't a huge New Orleans Saints fan. I'm a Bills fan. But when the Saints would play, I always had, like, a soft spot for the Saints, and it was because of Drew Brees. You know, my parents were the same way. My mom in particular, my mom was a really big Drew Brees fan. Whenever the Saints would play, unless they were playing like the Bills, we would be rooting for the Saints because Drew Brees is a good dude. He's, you know, he's a great quarterback. He did his thing. We liked him a lot. So lovable. Yeah, he's just a lovable guy. He's he's a very lovable guy with his kids and, you know, his wife, the whole family thing. But I want to make a comparison. So Drew Brees, obviously, when you have a six-foot person in any sport, Usually that's you're at a little bit of a height disadvantage. You know, basketball obviously are a huge disadvantage. Yeah. Football, same thing. You know, there are there are six foot guys, you know, a running back, if you say a running back is six foot, that's a pretty prime, you know, height. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you say a quarterback is six foot, now, you know, okay, but let's let's go back fifteen years ago, right? Yeah. yeah fifteen, yeah. twenty years ago, if you go back and you say, Okay, there's this kid, he's six foot, sometimes five eleven, sometimes six feet. Yeah, yeah, give or take. He comes out of Purdue. And he is going to, when he retires 20 years from now, he is going to be first in NFL history in passing yards and first in NFL history in completions and second in NFL history in total touchdowns. The only person in front of him is Tom Brady, yeah. who in 20 years will this, be considered the greatest of all time. You just bear with the name Tom now. Brady. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So if you had said that, people are like, what are you talking about? A dude who's six foot, he can barely see over his six foot four lineman. He's got to be at least six three, six four. Troy Aikman, who is, you know, when he was the quarterback of the Cowboys, mm-hmm. he was like deemed the perfect prototype quarterback. Big and he was tall. Yeah. Joe Namath, you know, in the seventies, he was a big, tall dude. He was a big quarterback. He kind of set the precedent for tall guys. This is why I think Drew Brees is kind of like Steph Curry. Ooh, I like that. So Drew Brees, he's a six-foot quarterback who, you know, people don't really like the whole six-foot quarterback. Like I'm yeah. saying, they prefer somebody taller who can see. Because it's something different. No, yeah, people it's don't something like different. different things. Yeah. 15 years ago, if you took an NBA analyst and you're like, okay, listen, there's a 6'3 kid. Yeah, same thing. Out of Davidson. Davidson. Uh, kind of like fucking Purdue. Yes. <laughs> if you say that one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time is coming from Purdue, People are going to be like, that's fucking crazy. I'm guy's talking the, out of his ass. I'm looking at this guy coming out of Alabama. He's going to be great. So Steph Curry comes out of Davidson. He's 6'3". He doesn't weigh a ton. This kid's going to shoot threes, right? He's not going to be like a drive. And, you know, he can, he can do his thing yeah, in the yeah. paint. But his thing is he's going to shoot threes. And he's going to ultimately make the center position so less important when he starts to play. It's going to have to make them change their game. Right. If you had said that 15 years ago, people would have been like, you know, I think I've said this to you before. People would have said, yeah, you're fucking crazy. Dwight Howard's the most valuable player in the league right now. He's so big. He's the biggest center. He's the guy. He's Shaq 2.0. Yeah. But now here we are in a league where, you know, the 6'3 point guard who likes to shoot is kind of, he's changed the game. People are now pulling up from three. I think I talked to you a little bit about it, you know, on a fast break 15 years ago. If you were on a fast, a three to one fast break, and you pulled up to shoot a three, your coach would have benched you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your coach would have been like, you drive in and you get a layup, you get those easy two points. I don't ever want you shooting a three again. But now that is the narrative. You know, you see kids in high school in AAU, they're pulling up from three. You know, it's now considered to be a more part of a game. So anyway, now shifting back to Drew Brees, Drew Brees kind of made the idea of an ideal quarterback shift a little bit because yeah. the six-foot quarterback out of Purdue – really wasn't what people were looking for as far as who was going to be their play caller for their their football team. I think an argument can be made that Drew Brees kind of paved the way for guys like Russell Wilson. Yeah. You know, guys kind of like Kyler Murray, Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield. You know, regardless of those two guys are young, Russell Wilson has had success. But if it wasn't for Drew Brees coming into the league and showing people that, hey, a six-foot quarterback who has got a pretty decent arm, who has pretty good accuracy, can survive in this NFL. Yeah. So I think that... You know, I heard that comparison be made earlier today, and I was like, oh, I kind of like that. Because, you know, I don't know if you could say Drew Brees, quote-unquote, changed the game the way Steph Curry did for basketball. Mm-hmm. But definitely, you know, he definitely kind of changed the way quarterbacks were looked at and the specific 
prototype or archetype that teams are looking for as far as quarterback goes. Yeah. Because I think Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Yeah. You know, like I said earlier, his stats speak for himself. But Literally, I think yeah, the numbers are there. But I think that just what he was able to do, especially early in his career, he was with San Diego for a little while, the Chargers. Then he went over to the Saints. The Saints are kind of a, and you know, excuse my French, they were kind of a shitty team. Ooh, excuse me. See, <laughs> um, but they weren't. They weren't at the top of the pile. They were kind of like a not very well-known city. When he started to play, fans were in the stadiums with bags on their heads. Like yeah, that, yeah, I've seen pictures. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen like pictures. Browns fans have done that in the past. But yeah. at the time, that was what Saints fans and the narrative was. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, it kind of turned around, and now they're contenders. They're going to the playoffs. They oh, win the yeah. Super Bowl. You know, the Saints the past 10, 12 years, you know, ever since winning that Super Bowl, they've always been considered one of the more elite teams in the NFC and sometimes in the league. Yeah. So I think Drew Brees, you know, I saw, I was looking at an Instagram post where Max Kellerman was saying that he doesn't consider Drew Brees to be an all-time great quarterback. You know, I think that's hogwash. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Think, yeah, mean, what a word for it's that. Just, it just doesn't make any sense. I he's, think. Just, he's just trying to, like, start commotion. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, there's no way he's, he could seriously think that. That was like a clickbait take. Literally, is what yeah. I would call yeah. That. You know, he had nothing to contribute to the table other than, I want people to listen to me and like laugh at what I'm saying. Yeah, he's like everybody's everybody's news. praising him right now. Let me just let me not let me not do that. Yeah, let, let me let me walk down the other the other aisle in the grocery store and see what people's reactions are. <laughs> well, hello there. Who is this? This is the Watch Your Mouth Podcast. You're live with Twizzler and Joziel. Finally, the scoot has come back. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The WYM Podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. How you guys been? I've been great. Yeah, we've been nice. How about you, Joziel? I've been been nice. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah, we've been doing pretty well. We We were talking about we have some pretty great weather up here in Fredonia right now. Yeah. Dude, that's great. Yeah, got to play some Frisbee. All right, I want to get right into it. So we're talking about Drew Brees. I know. We're talking about Drew Brees. Drew Brees just retired yesterday. And, you know, I kind of – I don't know how closely you follow basketball, Scooter, but, you know, I kind of made the comparison that Drew Brees is kind of like Steph Curry. So Steph Curry came into the NBA, and he was kind of – first of all, he was 6'3", which in the NBA is considered shorter – he came out of Davidson College, which is, you know... <laughs> nobody else has. Nobody else has come out of there and gone to the NBA. You know, and he shot three-pointers. Like, he wasn't a super, like, inside guy. He can definitely score in the paint, but his thing is three-pointers. And so I kind of... He revolutionized basketball in a way. He kind of changed the narrative of what people were looking for. And I kind of thought that Drew Brees is kind of the same way. Drew Brees came into the NFL out of Purdue... Like, who's who's scouting a quarterback out of Purdue? He was six foot, which at the time people are like, you know, you can't see over your line at six foot. We don't want somebody like that under center. And then he came in. He was an insanely accurate passer of the football. He went to New Orleans, did his thing, won a Super Bowl, and was considered a great contender. I think he was one of the more, you know, I don't know if the word revolutionary is is fits what he did, but I think he definitely changed the way people look at quarterbacks as far as what they want. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, Drew Brees is, I don't want to say he's a system QB, mm. but the reason why he has all these records is because he just, that's just the way the offense ran. Mm. That offense, and hold on, my phone's going to die, so i got to plug it in. That's but okay. that offense under Drew Brees was, like, it was just a full-blown passing offense for like the past however many years since Reggie Bush. Right. But still, not taking anything away from Drew Brees, but I think if you put another quarterback in that position, I don't know, like there are a bunch of quarterbacks you can put in that position that would also still thrive because of the way that Saints offense worked throughout like the years. Yeah. Still like all glory to Drew Brees. I remember in second grade when the Jets were playing the Chargers. And the playoffs, and Drew Brees played on the Chargers, and second grade me was like, fuck the Jets. I told my second grade teacher, <laughs> fuck the Jets. Drew Brees <laughs> is a monster. He's going to win. And then Mrs. J, I'm not going to say her full name, Mrs. J was like, all right, if the Jets the Jets win, then uh, you have to write me a note about how Drew Brees sucks. But if the Chargers win, then I'll buy you ice cream. Oh, and 
Drew Brees lost. Uh, so I had to write a second grade letter about how Chad Pennington was Ooh. a better quarterback than Drew Brees. <laughs> that's a that's a gross. Oh, because I remember Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington. How can you forget him? Chad wow, Pennington, bro. Dear Lord. But then I still got ice cream in the end. Okay. Hey. So it was a happy ending. She appreciated the bold move. Yeah. So you yeah. were you were an advocate for Drew Brees when he was with the, when he was with, with San Diego with the Chargers for a little bit. With the Chargers. Yeah. But like, look at all the weapons he's had over the years: Marquise Colston, Earl Thomas, Reggie Bush out of the backfield, Deuce McAllister out of the backfield. Like, there's so many people that have been playing. Like, and the Saints are kind of like. Before this past decade, the Saints have been kind of a historically awful team. Yeah. Until yeah, you were saying that. Drew Brees came to the Saints mm-hmm. and made him a Super Bowl team after the city was destroyed by Katrina. Yeah, right. Literally. Dude, that was nuts. Drew it was, Brees the savior. It was one of those things that you kind of felt like it was meant to happen. Like all the shit that New Orleans had to go through that year. And Storybook. Then, you know, they take Storybook it all the way miracle. and beat Manning in the Super Bowl. But you bring up a good point. And like also, I think it's, I think it's worth noting that you know, I, maybe he's not looked at in that light anymore. But four or five years ago, Sean Payton was considered to be one of the best, like, offensive-minded head coaches yeah. in the league. And, you know, yeah, like, he's not a slouch when it comes to building and, and making a football team. So definitely, you know, it wasn't all Drew Brees. He definitely had a good amount of support around him. And um, that Saints defense, that defense was never really good. No. The offense had to score five touchdowns a game yep. just to hang because of their defense. And now it's a different story because of Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn That's Lattimore. The defender I can think of. No, hey, he's he's one of the top. <laughs> I think he's a top five corner in the league. But it's definitely a good point. You know, they were in a situation where they needed to be much more superior offensively because of their their flak performances on defense, for sure. Um, I think it's interesting that, you know, my dad used to say to me all the time when I was younger, he used to say, I think it's absolutely crazy that, Four of maybe the bet four of the top ten quarterbacks to ever play the game, who at the time were Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers, all definitely Hall of Famers could potentially be four of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, and they all played at the same time. So you know people can look and say, well you know look Aaron Rodgers and you know Drew Brees was never one of the top five because of all these guys, but it was like well look at the other people he had to like stand next to. You know Brady was obviously doing his thing. You know, Rodgers was great as soon as Brett Favre left, won the Super Bowl, still been a contender. Peyton Manning, obviously, you know, moving teams, two Super Bowls, one of the best to ever do it. So I think it's definitely crazy, and I think that's definitely one of the things people need to think about is that, yeah, Drew Brees wasn't maybe the best quarterback at the time when he played, but it was because of the competition that he had next to him. Yeah, there's that huge Drew Brees versus Tom Brady rivalry that Fox Sports loves to advertise. like. They don't do that with Rodgers. No. They don't do that with Wilson. They don't do that with anybody but Breeze. And you know who they did it with before Breeze? Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. Yeah, of course, yeah. Those games were crazy. I just remember, like, AFC Championship games in Indianapolis or in uh, in Foxborough between the two of them. And then he went to Denver, and he kind of recre- he kind of stirred up that narrative again. Like, you know, when the Seahawks made the Super Bowl, it was – you know, it was either the Patriots or the Broncos in the AFC Championship battling to go see who would play in the Super Bowl. Those games were nuts. Those games were crazy. Shootouts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Manning took the Broncos to the Super Bowl back-to-back. Yeah. Dude. And we know what happened the first time, but the second time <laughs> yeah. they balled out. The second time they balled out and Cam Newton kind of choked. So here's, like, another thing that's that I was thinking about. So – you know, we talked, obviously, I think it was yesterday, Taysom Hill just signed a massive contract, kind of out of nowhere. But, so I don't really know, because at first when I when I knew that Drew Brees, before he made his announcement yesterday, that retirement was something he was considering, I kind of thought to myself, well, okay, usually when someone like that leaves, your team needs to go through a little bit of a rebuild to kind of get back into the contender status they've been in the past. But the Saints have and in a considerable amount of talent on both sides of the ball. Alvin Kamara's top three at his position. Michael Thomas is going to come back healthy and look to, you know, kind of take back his consideration as one of the best receivers in the league. Marshall, Are you sure about that? I mean, I don't know if he'll do it. I know he's looking to. 
Okay. But Coach, yeah. Yeah. But and you know, you said Marshawn Lanamar on the defensive side of the ball. You know, um Cameron Jordan, who is, you know, he's getting older, but he's still, you know, like an all pro defensive lineman. These guys are still here and they're still looking to compete and still looking to be contenders. So I don't know if it's necessarily the Saints are now in a rebuild. How do you you know, how do the Saints as an organization kind of address the situation of okay, we just lost our Hall of Fame quarterback to retirement, but we also have this considerable amount of talent on our team. Is a rebuild an option, or do we need to go and try to find somebody to fill that hole now so that we can take advantage of this talent we have? If they go to find someone new, then it makes absolutely no sense to have Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston on the roster because they should, if they're looking for another quarterback, they have an equal, not equal quarterback, but they have two other quarterbacks to like trade bait off. Like, I think they're much better off in making Hill and Jameis Winston compete. Like, here, Taysom Hill, learn how to throw and you're the starter. Here, Jameis Winston, learn how to be a quarterback and you're the starter. Like, that, I feel like that would be such a great matchup and the competitiveness will just make them better. Yeah, that's hey, that's a great point. Josiel, you just found something, and forgive me, I can't really read. What, yeah, what, yeah. Did, what did you just stumble across So, here? basically, he's not getting that money. Taysom Hill. <laughs> basically, they're not, they're not, they're not, he's not their quarterback. Okay. So, what they did is they, he had the biggest cap hit on the team at $16.1 million. So, what they did, they restructured it. They returned his $10.7 million base salary into a signing bonus and added four voidable years to the contract. Okay. So, so it's a pretty major restructure. Yeah, but, like, they're, they're voidable. Yeah. So they, yeah, they I don't, could just not yeah, that's do it. interesting. And they're probably not going to do it. Right. They're yeah. just doing it to clear up space. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sounds like normal. But then, like, why did, like... You attach these big-ass numbers to yeah. that. <laughs> How does he feel about it? Right. That? It sounds like New Orleans general manager and their accountants put their glasses on this morning and was like, whoa, we didn't mean <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I, I think the same just happened in Kansas City. They just, um, like, Pat, Kel- Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes, and someone else got together and, like, rearranged their contracts to help the cap out. Yeah. And I think it's crazy because, you know, now it's starting to catch on that, oh, hey, you know, these big-time players who are being paid big-time money, if we restructure our contracts and take a little bit less, it saves more cap space to go get a free agent or, you know, to pay somebody to stay around. But, you know, someone who's been doing that for the past 15 years consistently is Tom Brady. Tom mm-hmm. Brady, you know, I remember reading in the offseason, Boston, like the Boston Globe or uh, media around Boston would always report Tom Brady has restructured his contract and take a little bit less you know, he keeps t- taking these pay cuts so they can go get free agents. So Tom Brady is, you know, very familiar with the whole idea of, you know, I'll, t- I'll forfeit a couple million to keep Antonio Brown or to yeah, give Gronk, yeah. you know, an extra signing bonus. So, you know, I think people are now starting to catch on that like, well, hey, Tom Brady went down to Tampa and, you know, wasn't being paid a ton of money, but he got the job done with all these free agents. Maybe paying Patrick Mahomes almost $50 million a year isn't the best idea, especially when we just released two of our all-pro linemen to <laughs> yeah, free agency. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey just did the same thing down in Kansas City. Um, also, yeah, Kansas City just – you and I talked a little bit about it. Kansas City just released two of their best offensive linemen this past week. You've made the comparison in the past, I think a little jokingly, but now it's kind of starting to become reality that, hey, this is just kind of like the Seahawks in 2013. They win their first Super Bowl, and they're looking all great. They lose to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl the next year. And then their offensive line starts to deteriorate and people start to get old. And so you think that is going to be the narrative around Kansas City in the future for, you know, upcoming this season? I hope not. <laughs> I really mm. hope not because they're they're like one of the more fun teams to watch. Yeah, absolutely. They're good uh, for the NFL. Well, oh, yeah, boy, are, are they. Mm. And that offense, it's like they don't have – Maybe they do have a big, tall receiver, but no, they don't. I don't think they do. No, <laughs> they, they, they just have Tyreek run around. Right. Sammy Watkins is doing his thing. And that Pringle dude. Yeah, dude. Pringle. Pringle, who returns punts and is like, I think, six foot, six one. He's, yeah, but yeah. Like, like who they got running for him? They have Edwards, Edwards Hilaire. Edwards Hilaire. Then they have Le'Veon Bell. Like, yeah. They're fun to watch. Absolutely. Travis Kelsey. 
I'll say it here is the best tight end in football. Yeah. Yeah. Currently. No, I, I'd I agree so. with that. And I think it's also funny because in the divisional round playoff game against the Browns, Patrick Mahomes got injured and Chad Henney came into the game and they were, Yo. and they were still fun to watch. Like Chad Henney was running for first downs, diving, putting his body on the line to pick up the first, like they were a fun team. So you're right. It's not just Patrick Mahomes, you know, putting the spotlight on Kansas city. They've got a really fun group of dynamic players down there. To, to keep people watching for sure yeah. and if i'm being completely honest i still don't even believe that the buccaneers are the best team in football i i i can agree like yeah, no, i don't i can i can empathize with that when they won the super bowl i was like you know tom brady's great and you know he, he has a great group of guys but i think kansas city would win that game you know if they played 10 times i think they'd win more eight times yeah. seven <laughs> So, if they had a rematch week one, what is playing? Who would win? Rematch week one, if everybody's healthy, I I would take the Chiefs for a couple reasons. First of all, everybody's healthy. You know, I think with OTAs and a training camp, which people didn't get last season, I think you know the rookies and the second year players that you have will take advantage of that. Also, Tom Brady has, is historically awful in September. Even when he was with the Patriots, he was just bad. They would always have like one or two like stinker games in September, which would always kind of stir up the whole narrative of Tom Brady's getting old, he's falling off the cliff, yeah. and then October rolls around in November, and now they've got double-digit wins, and they're leading their division, and people are like, oh, I should stop talking until like the middle of October about Tom Brady. So I think if that, if that game happened, I'd definitely take the Chiefs because I think, you know, Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is going to come out swinging. Patrick Mahomes is the opposite of Tom Brady. He's pretty great in September. So I think I would take the Chiefs in that one for sure. I think me too. Yeah. <laughs> Josiel agrees. Yeah, me too. You know, you know what's funny? Though? I'm just going to I'm just gonna butt, butt this in here. Yeah. You know how yesterday we were talking about, oh, what is Drew Brees going to do now? Like, mm. Is he going to be an analyst? Yeah. Analyst? Yes, he is. He yes, is. He, is. he already is. <laughs> He joined NBC. Wow. He joined NBC. Wow. This morning. That's great. Go for him. See, yeah. I, you know, I knew that. I think what I said yesterday, my words were, is he's he's certainly going to get offers. Uh huh. Because hey, it's fucking Drew Brees. It's Drew Brees. Drew Brees knows a lot about football, and you know, I think again, Tony Romo kind of coming in. I don't necessarily know if he's going to be a commentator for NBC or, or like you said, if he's just going to sit behind a panel and be an analyst type of player or type of person, but. Either way, he I think he's gonna be he's a valuable addition for sure. That's crazy. Good for Drew Brees. Definitely. Bro, valuable. I love Tony Romo's commentary. I love it too. It's I remember best commentary. his first year, Brett Musburger. Is that his name? <laughs> Is it, I think I, don't know. That, I think that's his name. He came out and he's like an older commentator. He commentated like in the nineties for the NFL and for college. And he came out and was like, Tony Romo, you got to stop. This is stupid. Nobody's going to like it. <laughs> and then here we are three years later, and Tony Romo is still commentating Game of the Week with Jim Nance on CBS and the Super Bowl. And so, the Super Bowl. So good for Tony Romo. Tony Romo's doing doing just fine. Tony Romo needs to stop. He just needs, needs a stop. super announcer to balance him out. Yeah, and I think Jim Nance is that guy for sure. I think that, you know, during the Super Bowl, there were a couple times when I was like, Tony Romo. Like that's enough, but I I definitely think they're a good duo for sure. I love listening to him, listening to him talk. It's it's a fun time. Yeah, watching a football game with them. Absolutely. Who's the dude that does? He does football and he does basketball. He did the call where Lamar did the the spin move and he went. Oh, oh Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan. He's, he's good. He's very good. He's got a he has a his voice. Like even if he didn't know how, his voice is like perfect for that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the announcer for 2K. You know who I think about sometimes? He was he was the announcer for Madden 11. Madden 11 is Gus Johnson. Yeah. Gus Johnson with his over-exaggerated like yelling and Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. This I one's he. He's the guy who if it's I, so recognizable. Yeah, if I played you like a video of him, you'd recognize his voice immediately. He's someone who when a play happened, if it was a big play, You'd think that like someone just found the Holy Grail underneath the stadium. He'd be up in arms, like screaming. He was a good. He, he was good at what he did. He brought excitement to the game. But there were times, and it was like, "Hey, dude, they stopped him on third and long. You don't need to. They. You don't need to be so jubilant." <laughs> 
What's... No, I want him to hear it. No, I want him to hear yeah, it. I know. I fucking... Oh, man. You got to play some of them. Yeah. Right? I got my phone here. My phone... I'm, I'm nervous. My phone's been on 1% for like 10 minutes. Oh, no. It was on... No! It, it was on 20, like, when we started, and I only played that one video, and then Scooter called... Or I called Scooter, and it was on 10, and I was like, oh, no. This is not the right Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson, you said? Yeah, Gus Johnson. Football. There's there's YouTube videos that are definitely like Gus Johnson yeah, screaming. Calls. He was good. At, he's definitely good at what he does. He brings excitement to the game. But sometimes, oh, oh there it goes. There I mean, I can call him. You want to give him a ring? I'll give him a ring. Oh. <laughs> I don't like that. Give him a ring and I'll, I'll plug him in. Whoa. Oh, look hey, at that. welcome back. Sorry, we had uh, my phone uh, kick the bucket. Who's the guy that used to work? Sports Center. It was Chris something. Chris Collins. And, Sports Center. No, not Chris Collinsworth. He would go, what? Oh, oh Chris Berman. Something. Chris Berman, yeah, yeah. Chris Berman. Chris Berman. Yo, you want to hear something? So as a kid, I would get up early to listen to Chris Berman and Tom Jackson on the Blitz to go over the games of the week. Like, yeah. it, it would be like early Monday morning, and there would be. Was that Sports Center? Yeah, it was on Sports Center. And they do at like the, six o'clock. Yep. And they do, I used to do the same shit. I, I'd <laughs> sit there and eat my toaster waffles and my mom would be like, why don't you go back to bed? And I'm like, shh, Chris Berman is, is, is talking. Michael Vick just made a run and he did the what? what? <laughs> it was, it was nuts. Rumbling and tumbling yeah. <laughs> and bumbling. Well, Cause he would do the thing. Cause Ryan Fitzpatrick was the Bills quarterback and he would do the thing. He'd go Ryan Fitzpatrick from, and then Tom Jackson would go Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah he'd be like michael that can do this what and what and he'd just be running all over the field no that that's an he was chris berman is an iconic espn person for sure oh he has my heart yeah man he comes back every i think on monday night football games during halftime he does like a he does like three minutes or less where he goes over every game of the week and he like does it like super fast and he's an old guy. I think he holds. He isn't on camera a whole lot anymore. I'm pretty sure he holds like a pretty senior position at ESPN. He gets paid a boatload of money, but when he does get behind the old the old lens, he he does does his thing. All right, Scooter. Well, we appreciate you stopping in as always. It's a pleasure to have you. Just want to get your two cents on the retirement of Drew Brees and. And other stuff going around the NFL. God yeah. rest his soul. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure exciting things in the NFL will happen pretty soon, and we'll definitely get you back on. But uh, thanks for stopping by. Oh, my pleasure, boys. All I right. will talk to you later. Hell yeah. We'll Peace see you out. later. What a guy. What a, what a cool dude. Scooter, everybody. Yes. Yeah, I got to talk about this. I got to pull up the post for it because it is starting to annoy me. So... When Kobe Bryant won his first NBA championship, there's the iconic photo of he's wearing that jacket and the hat, and he's sitting, I think, like in one of the bathrooms, the like bathroom. holding the trophy, and he's got like the straight face on it. The straight, like he's got a straight yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. I found out, and I don't know if there's any truth to this, but I found out that, and like, I don't know. Do you know why his face was like so straight? Do you, do you know if there's like a reason behind it? I feel like I maybe heard something. Okay. About a family member maybe passing away or something. I'm not sure. Okay. I could, I could be making that up so right now. So there could be like a ton. Because I saw on Instagram the other day or something, it said that Kobe Bryant was upset because I see like the thing is, I don't even know if he was married then. It said that like he had married his wife and his wife was not black and his parents did not like that and didn't come to the wedding. And then apparently maybe... It, I I know it said that his dad didn't come to single a single one of his his basketball games that year that he won the championship. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any truth behind that. I don't know. I like to believe that because I up until this point I thought that he was just doing it because you know he's Kobe and the mama mentality and yeah, he's like he happy like about posing. the trophy and he's like okay I'm focused on the next one now. But like now everybody is doing it. So I see this Instagram post on ESPN, and it says. Illinois basketball star A.O. DeSoon. Oh, no, I saw this. I saw that post. Yeah. yeah, so he's got he's kind of doing the same thing. And, like, as soon as I saw it, I'm thinking, okay, like, you know, I get it. You know, good for you. You just won this trophy. But, like, it's clear that you're doing this just because Kobe did it. Yeah, yeah. And then and I thought that. It kind of made me a little upset. And then I took to the comments, and literally everybody was saying the same thing. Everybody's like, okay, everybody's got to stop with this shit. Like, Kobe did it. Like, you know, you can have the quote-unquote Mamba mentality, but, like, 
let the iconic moment be the iconic moment and stop trying to recreate it. And it's not even that. Like maybe you could recreate it, but like maybe if he if he was just posing. Yeah. But I did look it up and what you said that is that is what that, that's pretty much the reason. That his parents were, you know, whatever you said. Oh, yeah. so I was right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. That, that's so, what, that's what this is telling you. So there was a there was a deeper reason behind yeah. Kobe Bryant sitting there and looking like pretty melancholy after winning the NBA finals. Yeah, he was legitimately upset. He was upset. Yeah. And you know, for, like I said for a while, I didn't know that. I, maybe I kind of always thought there was a deeper reason, but I had just assumed, hey, Kobe's a fucking beast. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, he won the championship, and he's just on to the next one. He's just fucking sitting there, but nah, nah. He's he just was, doing he's his sad. thing. So yeah, okay. So there was a, there was a specific reason behind Kobe Bryant looking that way after the game. You know, it's a pretty terrible situation. But I'm getting sick and tired of people like doing it over and over, just because you know I don't want to be like a hater, but like at the same time I'm just kind of like this is an iconic moment. You know, and, you know, when someone wins whatever the, the Illinois star basketball player won, it's just kind of like, all right, like, you're not Kobe Bryant. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it might be, like, be honest with me. Am I being a little bit of a hater? No, no, no. Because, okay. like, especially because of the situation. Yeah. It, it's not like he was, like, posing for or anything. Like, right. He, he, this, he was just going through it. I think, and I think he that's just, why. He reached his, like, top goal. Like, how can you get any higher than this? You right. just won an NBA championship. But you're just sitting in the showers. You're sitting in the showers. You're upset because oh, you're upset because your parents didn't didn't weren't they're not happy with your choices. What in the world? Hello. Hey. That was weird. That was like oddly on beat though. (laughs) That was a whole ass song. That was like I. It's like I'm trying to get the stove to start with the gas. So, yeah, I think that that was why, because if you had shown me that picture two weeks ago, I probably would have been like, oh, okay, he's doing the Kobe, he's doing the Kobe thing or whatever. But now that I know that there's a, (laughs) what is happening? I don't know what's going on here. I think now that I know that there's like a specific reason behind it for him feeling those emotions, I'm just kind of like, all right, like, don't pretend to be Kobe having all these emotions after you won this championship. Like, yeah. hey, and again, I don't know what's going on in this kid's head. Maybe some bad shit like that has happened to him. But yeah. just, just, just let it be. Yeah, make your own. Let it be a great moment that somebody else, a champion before you did. Get your own photo, Do your own photo ideas. Yeah, like, you know, if everybody was doing that after they won their first championship or running into the locker room and, and crying like Michael Jordan did, it would just be less special. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like, like there, there's definitely been, like, iconic moments after a championship. Like, I feel like LeBron with a cigar after this past championship was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, LeBron's just kind of... And, like, again, it's a cigar. Michael Jack or Michael Jordan smokes cigars, and it's not... It's a pretty common thing, but just the way in the interview, he was just kind of like... Like, Joe Burrow. After I was going to say that. After he won the national championship, yeah. him... Forget the LeBron thing. When Joe Burrow yeah, that, won the that, championship, say. him with the cigar like that was fucking iconic. That picture was everywhere. Yeah, like you know, and and Marshawn Lynch after the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, he was walking around the field. Afterwards, people were still on the field and shit, but he had gone and he had changed. He was walking around with like his backpack on, and he was wearing like this gold hoodie. He was wearing like street clothes, and like he wasn't wearing like what someone who is worth as much as he does. He was he wasn't wearing like a suit or nothing. He was yeah, just walking yeah. around in his comfortable clothes and just chilling. You know, I love the video of him just kind of walking around. His hood is up. He's got like a like an Oakland hat on, and he he just won the fucking Super Bowl. And he's, he doesn't have a huge smile on his face. He's just walking yeah, around, just, just kind of like, taking it in. Like, I think nice that's day. so fucking cool. That yeah, it's pretty badass. So honestly. yeah, like those moments are iconic, and if everyone did it, it would make it less special. And I think you know this kid, he's still in college. He doesn't, you know, God knows if he's gonna go to the NBA. So you know, obviously, congrats on your accomplishments. But I don't know, do your own thing. Imagine he just, he's like the next. Yeah, the next imagine five years from now, I'm looking back and I was like, wow, this dude out of Illinois just went to this team and three peated, and like, wow, I just ate my fucking words because he is the next Kobe or whatever. But like I don't know. No, yeah, no, I know what you mean though. Yeah, I definitely don't. Don't take that moment away from Kobe. Yeah, especially like, it was so. It was so like exactly. It wasn't so he just didn't feel like doing it. Exactly, it was a personal moment. Like same thing with like Michael Jordan going to the locker room. He like won, he won on Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. And he was pretty emotional because his father had just passed away. So like he wasn't crying to cry. He was feeling emotion. Yeah. 
Okay, this is really quick. Yesterday, so there was an ad on YouTube. YouTube ads are funny to me because they're obviously they're YouTube ads of ads of like big companies. I see uh, Nature Valley YouTube ads a lot. Nature Valley is a pretty big company. Yes. I saw. Um, it wasn't Arizona. It was an iced tea brand. I can't remember the brand name, but I saw a YouTube ad for it. And then, you know, you see, like, YouTube ads for, like, small companies, companies you didn't even know exist. Maybe it's, like, a tiny, either trying to get you to buy something, you know, whatever. I'm in, the other day, I'm I'm watching YouTube, and this ad comes out, and it goes, in literally the first three seconds, because it allowed me to skip after it. And, you know, I'm, my eyes are on the skip button, because as soon as it comes up, yeah, I'm going to skip Yeah, if you have it. the option, you're doing it. Yeah, so it gives you, it'll be like, you can skip this video in three seconds. So the three seconds of the video were... Are you having a stressful day? Stop and start living your best life. And then I hit the skip ad. And as soon as I hit it, I was like, I shouldn't have done that. What, what did they just say? <laughs> like, you know, you met, I mean, I don't know. If you're stressed, stop. You you go live your best life. Because it's just like that. You just got you just gotta live your best life. I just thought it was funny. Hey, you know, because I mean like the people some ads, you know, you could tell they're just like normal ads, the same ads you would see on TV. Yeah. But then other ads on YouTube, these people know they're making ads for YouTube where they could get skipped in three seconds. Mm-hmm. So they're like... That's a good point. So they're like, let me... I'm putting this in right here. We need to put all the sugar from this cake in the first bite. Yeah. The rest of <laughs> yeah, it could be what shit. A, what a beautiful... This first bite needs to be the fucking killer. The rest of it, I don't give a fuck about. Yeah. And, and, I mean, that, that line you just said... It's pretty it's pretty attention grabbing. That's Are you stressed? I'm pretty sure almost 90 or 100% of Americans are stressed. Literally everybody. Are you stressed? You stop that and you start living your best life. Oh so. yeah. Yes sir. <laughs> oh, copy that. Yeah, and Roger. Going, what are you doing? You know, this guy on YouTube told me to start living my best life. I got to get on it. That's what I got to do. Yeah. Yeah, I th- you do too. I'm going to go go for a jog. <laughs> I don't know why that was just one of those things. I thought it was funny. I didn't really know how to put it into words, but like you said, it's such like a, such like a grabbing like experience. Yeah, you so know, it's some good marketing, right? Because you, because t- like you say, you can skip the ads. Commercials on TV, I'll go like if a commercial is thirty seconds, I'll go twenty five seconds without knowing what the fuck this commercial is about. And I'll be sitting there. I'll be like, okay, you know, if I'm watching with people, I'll be like, okay, what do you think this commercial is? Yeah, yeah I you love think doing it, that. You think it's like variety? No, this is a car dealership. Insurance? No, this has got to be Apple. You know, you you see, you see like paintings and 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 places around the world, and you're like, oh, like this has got to be maybe it's like an Apple commercial or something weird. You know, some, some airline. Yeah, something normal. And then it's something dumb like. WB Mason. WB, yeah, it's something dumb like WB Mason. Office supplies. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> what, what? Why are you showing me? Show me office supplies. Why are you showing me the Eiffel Tower? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if you want me to buy, we it, built this with our post-its <laughs> yeah. and sharpies. You see that up there? That used to be my pen for a couple years. <laughs> like, show me a fucking warehouse full of office supplies. Get me really hyped. To buy some fucking Show me copy how you make paper. the paper. Yeah. That's their biggest thing, I'm pretty sure. Their paper. Yeah, they their have, paper's big. I, I remember in like... In, it's Dunder Mifflin in of the real world. Yeah, in school, it'd be like, there's a bunch of fucking... The reams of paper. There's a bunch of W.B. Mason boxes. Yeah. Oh my, yeah, like, show me some show me some construction paper that I want to cut into a hand. Yeah. You know? Yo, you know, some ASMR of them cutting the paper. I've never seen that. No, I just like, think about it. Though. Oh, <laughs> I've never Dang. seen it either, but like, think about cool. how thick the paper is yeah. and just the noise it makes. You got a mic right next to that. <laughs> you know what I always thought was cool when, like, you, when you take like construction paper? You remember like, uh, are they like paper? It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. The fucking, the big blades. What are those called? It's a, it's like a table. It's not a paper cutter. <laughs> it's, it's. You, you line shit. up the paper. I have one in my house. Oh, you have you have one in your house. It's not one of the big ones. It's kind of it's like about this wide. Okay. But like in school, there was one like yeah, fucking was, as big as this sh- table. <laughs> yeah. It was yo. They were yeah. It'd be fucking humongous. Shit. What was it called? Paper. Paper. Sheather. Paper. Oh man. Pa- uh, I'm pa- gonna, I'm yeah. Gonna look, paper cutters. Paper. Oh. Big paper. <laughs> big paper cutters at school. <laughs> big. Get the fuck out of here. What's it called? It's called the large paper cutter. Is that what it's called? The paper cutter? No way. Pa- Are okay, you sure? All right, this is 
the, uh, this Amazon has it as paper trimmer. Now see, like that doesn't. I feel like paper cutter guillotine. <laughs> we can call it a guillotine because how? I mean, these blades are fucking. That sounds scary. I mean, yeah, they're you know you could lose a fucking hand. You could do a lot of things with that. I like want to. I don't know. I feel like I'm waiting for a word to come up and it to like ring a bell. Yeah, like what would a t- what would a teacher call paper it? Paper cutter machine, what? swingless classic. Yeah, like paper trimmer. Yeah, I'm seeing guillotine. That's weird. I feel like a teacher would have just called it the paper cutter. Paper cutter. Also, machine. a teacher would never tell a kid to go use it. I use it a couple a couple oh, times. I use in school. I, oh. So I'm gonna be honest. When I was in elementary school, I was in some ways maybe, in elementary school. You used this device. Elementary school and primary school, I used it once. I didn't. No, I didn't use it. I witnessed though. Primary school and like early elementary school, I was kind of like a teacher's pet in a way. And wait. What's the difference of the schools? So primary, for me, primary was kindergarten through second grade. Elementary was third, fourth, and fifth grade. Middle school was six, seven, eight. And then high school was freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Interesting. Well, it was weird because my school, the primary and elementary were in one building. Okay. But like it was kind of split up. And, you know, I, it was, I love that building. I don't know why, but. Yeah, in primary school, I saw a couple. In an elementary school, I got to use it a couple times. Like I said, I was my mom was a teacher there. My mom was a, I had the the uh, <laughs> the privilege. I'm gonna call it a privilege of having a parent in the school building with me working there. Like she she wasn't my teacher or anything, but she mm-hmm. worked there. Yeah, yeah. She did her thing. So like people knew me every time my name came up. They're like, "Oh, you're Ann's kid." Wow, took you your, got it. Yeah, I was gonna say, how long did it take you to put two and two together, <laughs> sweetheart? Right on the head. Jeez, you want a, you want a cookie? But <laughs> no, like for, and it was good because, like I said, they knew me and they, you know, I kind of got the whole teacher's pet thing for a while. But like towards the end, if I would get in trouble, I remember this one time I got in trouble. I don't, I remember what I said. I'm not gonna say it because it's so stupid. Like, why in the <laughs> fuck would I say this out loud? It wasn't, I didn't swear or nothing, but I literally said it to a friend of mine and my teacher heard me. And ironically, this is one of, this teacher was one of my favorites from grade school. Oh. Like if you ask me who was one of your favorite teachers, this is like one of the first people I'm going to say, but he heard what I said and he was like, Anthony, come with me. And oh, my mom no. worked right down the hall. Oh, he's and like, let me just. So let we just... marched down the hall and he said, and he, my mom was working. She was busy. He said, can you come out here for a minute? My mom got up from her work. Her students were left there. And she goes, Anthony, I want you to tell your mom what you just said. Well, you had to repeat it. And I had to repeat it. And like, so I'm going to be honest. I don't really know how my mom reacted because I I just don't remember it. But I remember her not reacting in the way that I think he wanted her to. I think he was expecting that she was going to be like, what the fuck? Like, you, like to scold me. I think my mom was kind of like, why'd you bring him over here? Like, th- that's definitely not a, th- that's definitely like a weird thing for me. He shouldn't say that, but like, handle this on your own. I think that was kind of her mentality. Yeah, yeah, like, which, don't like, stop. Like, which like, hey, you know, yeah. And I don't know. And it's weird because that was the first and the only time that has ever happened to me. And like my mom worked in the same school district as me. 13 years yeah. like it was my mom was always reachable it was much more easy access to my parent than other parents in the school but yeah i'll never i'll never forget that because i literally didn't know i was like i was kind of like what the hell man yeah like, are you really gonna fucking like, hey, snitch on me like, like i'm sorry like dude you literally could have just yelled at me because i knew as soon as i said it i was like fuck that was a really stupid thing for me to say yeah. so i i was kind of like oh fuck and then he did that, and I was like, listen, I'll fucking apologize. I'll stay after. He's like, why are you taking me to my mom right now? Yeah, unnecessary. Like, he's a baby for that. Yeah, like, hey, listen, if I had, like, done something much more horrific, I didn't say anything like that. I'm going to tell you off the air what I said. Yeah, because I'm pretty, I'm very curious. It's now. literally, it's not, like, something bad. It was, like, a little stupid thing I said, and I guess he, he thought it was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And he... He thought that the best decision was to take me down to my mom and yeah. tell her. I and maybe like I don't know. Maybe I was oblivious and I that was like the last straw. Maybe I had an annoyed him like leading up to it and he had just gotten sick of it and had just been like, Okay, fuck it. You're gonna go I'm gonna go tell your mom. But like I was I was kinda like 
dude, what the hell? Like, you're my teacher, and you can't just abuse the fact that my mom was in this building. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, hey, if you have a real problem, maybe, like, send her an email or, like, call her when I'm not there. But this is, like, extra. Like, if, if, if little Johnny over there fucks up, you're going to have her mom, his mom, come in who doesn't work here, and you're going to have him tell her in front of the whole class what he said. Like, I, I don't know. I love him. He, like I said, my favorite yeah, teacher. Yeah. I still talk to him sometimes. We email. Like, I don't hold it against him. I just, at the time, I was like, this was kind of blown out of proportion. Yeah. I didn't pretty. give somebody the finger. I didn't, you know, use it. I didn't swear. I literally said something like kind of dumb. And he was like, down the hall, let's go find your mother. <laughs> so I don't know that. I don't know what made me think of that story, but <laughs> we heard it. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. can't believe you did that, dude. This has been another edition of Watch Your Mouth. This episode will be out on Tuesday. We got another episode coming out on Thursday per usual. Uh, me and Josie will be back as always. Be sure to give us a subscribe and a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Instagram. We're going to try to get a Twitter account going pretty soon, I think. Um, but, you know, we will see you later. Peace out. Now let's get this party started. Watch your mouth.